Welcome to Jim Palmer's Stick Like Glue Radio, the only podcast dedicated to helping you create an everlasting bond with your customers so they stay longer, spend more, and refer more. Jim Palmer is a marketing and business building expert, author, speaker, and an in-demand coach. He's the founder of the Dream Business Academy and Dream Business Coaching and Mastermind Program. Jim is the host of Newsletter Guru TV, the hit weekly web TV show based on Jim's smart marketing and business building advice. Check it out at www.newsletterguru.tv. And now, please welcome the host of Stick Like Glue Radio, Jim Palmer. Well, hello there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Stick Like Glue Radio. This is the only podcast dedicated to helping you create an everlasting bond with your customers so they stay longer, spend more, and refer more. Those are great things in anybody's business. I am Jim Palmer, your dream business coast, coast, host, coach. I'm Jim Palmer, the dream business coach and your host, and I'm committed to helping you build a more profitable business fast. I'm really excited about this week's show. My special guest is Dr. Andrea Maxim. Let me do a brief introduction and we'll bring Andrea right on. Dr. Andrea knows firsthand how difficult it can be to stand out in a crowd of your competitors. Early in her career as a naturopathic doctor, she realized what it takes to get ahead and get noticed. In her first year, she generated almost six figures in revenue, has continued to climb every year since. Keeping her pit bull-like focus, Dr. Andrea quickly developed a reputation with not only her patients, but people in her field. She now successfully runs three practices and has written and released her first published book, Maximized Health, a new intelligence system for optimal digestion and hormones. In 2014, Dr. Andrea won the coveted Top 40 Under 40 Award, as well as the Female Entrepreneur Award. So that's very cool. She also has her own podcast on iTunes called The Profitable Practice Podcast, and I got to be a guest on that some what, a few days ago, I guess. So, Andrea, how are you doing today? Welcome to Stick Like Glue Radio. I'm doing awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Seems kind of funny. I, I I don't even know when it was. It this week, or it was certainly within the last seven days. I lose, I quickly lose track of time. But I was on your program, which is a, a, a very cool podcast. Yeah, it was just last week, and that was an awesome interview. And I hope that um, your listeners check that one out as well, because I can't believe how much great information you gave. Well, thanks. You know, you and I are kind of in uh, similar fields, although I'm not a doctor. You're actually now, because you're doing so well with your practice, you're helping other doctors market their practice, right? Yeah, that was, you know, that was kind of, I, I, I was, I always wanted to be a doctor, but my biggest thing was I always wanted to help people. And actually at the college, while I was a student, I did everything I could to tutor and mentor the students that were going through the program and that's really been one of the biggest um, sources of joy for me is to give back to my colleagues and really help change the conversation around how successful you can be as a naturopathic doctor or a healthcare um, person in this industry because so often we just do not get the business um, education that we need to when we graduate. So we're really good at putting our medical hat on, but we're not very good at putting our business owner or entrepreneurial hat on. And so that's really become my mission is to, again, as I said, change that conversation and let my colleagues know that it is 100% a viable career choice. But there are a few things that definitely need to be set in place, like 
mindset and responsibility and learning the business side of it almost as much as we learn the medical side of things. So that's really become a big, big part of my message, um, especially this year. You know, um, what you said is really important because I think no matter whether you're a naturopath or a dentist, a lawyer, or you cut grass or you, you, uh, do, you're, you're a cook, it doesn't matter what you do. A lot of people, when they start their business, um, they obviously bring their skill and their talent, whether it's a, you know, something they've been blessed with or something they learn through schooling and higher education. But that really becomes the, the genesis of their business. Yet, while the business might start to grow and, and flourish a little bit, what really helps a business become super successful is marketing and branding and, and you know, some help with operations. And those are things where people in just about any field usually don't have expertise. Is that what you're finding in, in your field as well? Yes, very much so. And it's amazing how when I talk to my colleagues, because I offer um, free 30-minute strategy calls to anybody who wants to just pick my brain or go over, you know, their website or a presentation or something. And it's amazing how the fundamentals of marketing yourself, like just starting an e-newsletter and actually sending out a newsletter email, maybe once a month minimum, is just something that a lot of my colleagues aren't even adopting. And and I was just speaking to somebody yesterday um, on a strategy call, and she was just like, well, I know I don't really like getting newsletters, so I'm making the assumption that my patients don't either. And I said, you know, it may be something that you personally don't like, but if you're asking people for their emails and you're asking them if they want to be on your newsletter, they are expecting to get information from you. So sometimes we just we get so focused on what we like, what we don't like, and it becomes about us, and we forget to really think about, well, what is it that my patients are really looking for, and how can I start talking to them and offering them the best customer service possible? It's really, um, I'm going to actually say it's a dangerous um, approach to think that uh, whatever you like is what your patients will like. You know, the, some of the be one of the best pieces of advice I heard, it was probably 10 years ago now, but um, the person that was speaking on the stage said, the minute you think that you are your average customer, that's when you when you become dangerous. <laughs> you know, right. so whatever your likes and, and, and things are. And I, I find that so true. Like, you know, I've been marketing for a long time, and sometimes I think, ah, I'm getting tired of that headline or this or that, or maybe that's not going to work. And that's putting my own thought process, my own experience onto something that's maybe proven to work. And if the people who are it's meant to attract or whatever are new to it, I mean that's really. Do you see what I'm saying? It's you. Sh you are not your average customer, or you're, you are not your average patient. I guess is a good way to say it for this interview. Yep, for sure. So, is it really hard to uh, make it in the healthcare industry? I know, um, you know, you're in Canada, and here in the states, our healthcare system's going through major changes with insurance and things like that. How is it? Um, how is it where you are, Andrea? Is it is it getting harder to uh, market yourself? I mean, it seems like that people just put so many regulations on what you can do, what you can say. I, I'm pretty sure it's your industry. I can't use testimonials. Or I could be wrong, but is it, no, how hard is it true. to market? Okay, so yeah. it is, is that, okay. Yeah. So in in um, at least I can just talk for Ontario. Ontario just went through a brand new um, regulation as well. We just got. Um, Regulated under the RHPA, which is the same act that dentists and medical doctors fall under. And because of that, our um, 
legislation and our regulations are actually even tighter now. So yes, we can't um, advertise patient testimonials. However, if a patient wanted to leave a testimonial on their own behalf somewhere, then that would be fine. But we personally can't advertise that. Um, we're not allowed to see patients that aren't able to come in office at least once or don't live in Ontario. So it restricts us from being able to do a lot of international calling or outside of province calling um, to help patients in that way, shape or form, which is the number one reason why I wrote the book Maximized Health, because that allowed me the opportunity to offer information on how I treat my patients, but not necessarily take them on as a patient. Um, so there's definitely a lot of restrictions that we have, but um, to answer your um, initial question, is it difficult to become successful in the healthcare industry despite those things? No, it is not. If you want to really dominate in your territory, what it does come down to is, again, stepping out of your own way, not being afraid to make some financial risks to grow your business and really hustling. And this is the problem that I find a lot of my colleagues fall into is they graduate from the naturopathic school or, or whatever school you're graduating from. And we have this perception that, well, you know, I know how amazing I am. I know that there's a demand for me because that's what we talk about during school. And, you know, I should just be able to put up a shingle sit back and the floodgates will just open. And unfortunately, naturopathic medicine is still in its pioneer stages where a lot of people have no idea what it is that we do. All they know is they just want to get better and they, they hear that alternative medicine is the way to go. So this is where I find a lot of the, my colleagues will fail is that they're not using the right language in order to talk to these patients. We're using the medical jargon that we've learned. We're using, well, I'm a naturopathic doctor and that should just sum up everything that you need to know. And um, now that we're starting to understand that our patients really want to get better yesterday and the faster you can start implementing those changes, the better retention you're going to have, the better word of mouth you're going to have, because that's really what people want. And if you put yourself into that position, I mean, when I go to see my medical doctor, I don't care how many letters are after his or her name. I want to know, can you get me better as soon as possible so I can go on with my quality of life? So if we can start implementing um, just techniques like that, picking, you know, really getting to know your avatar, really getting to know who they are, where they work, how much money they make, how many kids they have, if any, what kind of car they drive, what their hobbies are, and really start using most of your energy to talk to those people, using your marketing to talk to those people, there is no reason why you cannot be successful in this industry. And then, of course, a lot of it goes down to um, practice management, too. So a lot of um, patient or not patients, doctors will have difficulty booking patients in for a second visit or a third visit, or, you know, they have them in for a couple of visits and then they're like, okay, well, I don't know what to do with you anymore. So I guess I'll just let you call me back. That's a really poor management technique. And I have my patients come in um, no uh, later than every eight weeks regardless of where they are with their health journey. And then I always check in with them every single year just to kind of keep them top of mind. And this is what patients are really looking for from us is they're looking for 
the feeling that they're being cared for. They want to know that somebody is thinking about them. They want to know that somebody genuinely wants them to have the best quality of life possible. And it's our responsibility to be having them come in the office more, letting them know what the new products and services are that we have at our office, you know, sending out free health information so that you're staying top of mind. These are the the very easy aspects of business that I find a lot of my colleagues are missing out on. And usually it's because they're getting in their own way. They are making the assumption, well, I don't want to bother them. I don't want to have them come in too often. Let the patients decide that, but you have to propose it first and then definitely, you know, leave it up to them and make them feel in control of the situation. But if you don't put it out on the table, if you don't offer it, if you don't try, you'll never know what your clientele wants. And I can just say from my uh, perception is that I get tons of word of mouth referrals because I go above and beyond with my patients with regards to always being on call for them, always offering them free information every week in my newsletter, doing tons of YouTube videos for them to watch and share with their friends. I mean, all these things are free. They just take a little bit of time, but it is a tremendous outcome in the long run, especially when it comes to your bottom line. Where do you think most um, practitioners fail? Is it because you said a lot there? So, but I mean, is people are afraid of follow up? Oh, I'm gonna like you say they're gonna find me a pest or something. But I mean, there's an expression: the money's in the follow up, and I don't care what business you're in. So, right. where do most practitioners fail? Is it is it in the follow up? Is it being afraid to charge what they're worth, or where's the big pitfalls? Um, you know what, it can be a lot of those things. And what that all comes down to is just them getting in their own way. Um, I find that a lot of practitioners, number one, aren't taking responsibility for why their business isn't working well. And if I can say this, it's a little bit hypocritical because we are asking our patients to take responsibility for their health. And we have that expectation of them to learn and put themselves first and make big changes and take big risks with changing their lifestyle and diet and things like that to get better. And yet as um, business owners, I find there's a, we like to play the blame game a lot. Well, it's because of where my clinic is. It's because, you know, these people aren't referring to me. It's because, um, you know, I don't have enough hours or I'm open too often or whatever. And I find that a lot of practitioners fail to just say, well, what is it that I'm not doing right? And one of the simple techniques that you can even do um, with regards to that is ask the patients that you do have in the office, you know, would you like it if I did this? Do you feel I need more of this? If I were to create this program, what do you think? And using the, the clientele that you already have is your biggest asset. And I don't know of too many practitioners that will, you know, run surveys every you know, a couple of months and just say, how are you liking your treatment? Are you liking the newsletters? Would you like more video? Would you like more this or that? Um, so I find that the biggest reason why I think we fail as a, a community is a lot of the people that aren't doing well are, again, not looking inward. They're looking outward as the reason why, and they're not willing to potentially learn more from other people, listen to more podcasts, spend a bit of money and go to business conferences. And you have to understand that just like we've put hundreds of thousands of dollars into our education and you did that no problem because you knew what the outcome would be, we have to have the same mindset when it comes to our business. And I feel like that's really lacking with a lot of my colleagues. 
Do you think a lot of people? I, I don't. I don't recall where I saw this. I think it was either on your website or maybe your book. But um, having a, a no plan B mindset. You know, I, yeah. I I I sometimes talk about this as. Um, remember, oh doggone it, my my memory just failed. But uh, in Mexico there was the. Um, doggone, it's the bur- burn the boats. So you, you you really had to go win the war, or there was no plan B. You couldn't run back to the boats. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll try and think of it while we're doing the interview. But you know what I'm saying? So you you have this thing you talk about called no plan B. Is that like we're gonna make it no matter what? Is that what you mean That's by that? Right. And that's what I think every entrepreneur should have is I'm going to make this work. I'm going to put all my chips on the table and really put a good effort in. And I mean, if you watch an episode of Shark Tank, you know, Mark Cuban always says you're either an entrepreneur or a wantrepreneur. So you have one foot in, one foot out, and those people never get the deals, right? They never get the big money from um, the investors because they can smell it. They can smell that you're not fully invested. And this is another issue that I've been seeing with and amongst my colleagues is, you know, they'll work uh, a second job or a third job, and sometimes it's waiting tables. And and I don't want to be offensive, but if I were to see my naturopathic doctor serving me food at a restaurant... I would I would kind of feel a little bit uncomfortable with regards to, you know, how much of a quality person that that individual is, simply because I would assume if a medical doctor is doing well, then their business should be their number one source of income. So I find when people don't have that no plan B approach, they're not willing to hustle, they're not willing to put everything into it, just go for it and and really, really stick to that plan for at least the first you know, three, four, five years, because as we know, it takes quite a bit of time for a small business to really set its roots into a community. Um, So if you're starting to think of alternative measures to bring in that income, well, then you're starting to take away from the energy and the effort that you could be putting into your business. So if you're thinking about owning a practice, you definitely have to go into it that no plan B mindset. Otherwise, I just don't see it working out to the potential that it could. What else do you teach um, the people that you work with? Some, you had something about a key program. Is that What do you mean? Is that creating something that's unique to that practice? or? Correct. So with the biggest turning point I can say in my practice was I went to a seminar and I just listened to what the big guys were doing and implemented a seven-day detox program into my office. Now, you know, you talk to any naturopath and they always offer detox programs, but they do it more seasonally, whereas I run this detox program on almost every single patient, and I can't even tell you how many referrals I've had just based on the results of people doing that because I do it so often. So that's what I call my signature program. This is what my patients are knowing me for. This is where they get their quick results. They feel better yesterday sort of mentality because a week isn't too much to ask. If we're asking patients to be really diligent um, for four weeks, they're more likely to trip up. But for six to seven days, you can be hardcore about just about anything. And you know when the start and end date is. And it, it gives them tremendous health relief. And they feel so much better at the end of it. 
So this is a big part of everybody's practice is do you have that turnkey 100% automated program that is quick, that gives people results that you can basically implement on every single patient? And are you offering it all the time? And so this is something I ask any of the listeners to think about, you know, is there a program that you're offering that um, is giving you a great amount of revenue? Or is there a program that you're underutilizing that could be a tremendous value to your practice? And this is why patients start to refer as they say, you know, I did this program with such and such a person and I got these results. And then people are like, oh, that sounds amazing. I want to do that. You know, we hear that with the weight loss industry. We hear that with cosmetic industry. So there's no reason why we can't be implementing the same thing. And I actually just had a call with Heather Havenwood, who's in the United States as well. And her husband is a chiropractor, but their website, all it does is promote this weight loss machine. And they have a three month waiting list. And that's not to say that because you're promoting the signature program or technique or um, piece of machinery that you can't offer the naturopathic services once those people walk in the door, but it is very helpful to have one key program that you promote to everyone. It makes your language easy. It makes the referrals really easy and it makes it really easy for you to say, this is what I do. This is how I help people in seven days or less. And that's a much quicker grab than, well, I'm a naturopathic doctor and I help people on their journey towards healthier living. People don't really care about that sort of jargon. They just want to know, my goal is to lose eight pounds in a month. Can you make that achievable? Yes. We'll start with my signature program, and then we'll start making more individualized um, changes afterwards. So I do think setting up a signature program or a key program in your office is a huge, huge um, thing that everyone should be doing. That's great, great advice. What else? What What are the uh, suppose you were, uh, you know, had somebody you were talking to today, and they're just kind of struggling along, probably not doing six figures yet, and as you say, maybe they're contemplating waiting tables or something. What's the first thing you look for in, in their business, or what you know? Because probably at that point, there's a lot of things they should do, but like, what's the what's the triage thing you would you would do? I personally first look at their website because the website is kind of the um, gateway to a lot of people booking in with you. So the first thing I'm always looking at is, do you have a good call to action on your website that is apparent? It's front and center on the top of the um, homepage. Is it a big orange button that says either call me for a 15 minute visit, you know, book in here. Here's my free ebook. Here's my free um, video download, you know, those type of things are so simple. And patients, when they go to your website, they want to be told what to do. They don't want to have to figure it out or navigate. And I find so many naturopathic websites in particular is all about, again, the naturopathic side of things. I'm a naturopath and we focus on individualized healthcare. And it's my goal to find the root cause of your issues. Again, it's not apparent enough when people go to your website for them to see, oh, she does weight loss. Perfect. And then they start to investigate more. Oh, awesome. I can get a free, you know, seven day cleanse download. Awesome. And then they start getting onto your list and you start capturing leads. That's one of the first things that I'll look at. Um, The other thing is just more talking to them. You know, 
what are your structured hours like? Do you have a strategy with regards to your first, second, and third visit? Meaning, do you tell your patients, okay, on the first visit, this is what I try to accomplish. And then at the next visit, I'm going to do this, this, and this. And then on the third visit, we're going to do this, this, and this. So you sort of give them anticipation of what's to come, which is another way of, again, improving retention of those patient visits. So we want to look at the structure of how the business is run, too. And then, of course, I always check in with the mindset. You know, how are you feeling about running this practice? What is your big-time goal for how you want this practice to run? And what are the steps that are – or what are the obstacles that are getting in your way? And kind of breaking those things down as well. And most often where people are are failing – or are tripping up a little bit is that they're doing it all on their own and they're not investigating into coaches that can help keep them on track, give them your goals for the week or the next two weeks and, and stop the scattered thinking because entrepreneurs typically have that squirrel syndrome where, you know, we see a nut here and that sounds exciting. Then there's another nut there and all these shiny objects and we get distracted very easily. So um, I'm always looking into, you know, how are you, buying your time? Are you blocking hours where you can do marketing versus patient visits? And we kind of break all of those items down. That's awesome. Uh, Just a couple more minutes, but I want to squeeze in one more question, Andrea. You you believe also in having uh, different uh, avenues of revenue. Can you talk about the importance of that in, in a practice? Well, the biggest thing that we we can't, unfortunately, create is time. And this is, you know, especially as a mother myself, I know that when I step out of the office, it's family time. It's taking care of my 18-month-old or, or whatever. And I think a lot of people that are listening can, can understand that. So by creating smart um, passive income is incredibly important. So while you're playing with your kids, you know, the dollar signs are still rolling in. So very simply, I know a lot of practitioners use, um, wet, uh, sorry, sorry, uh, seminars, excuse me, um, as a way to generate new patients. So what I do is I tell them, okay, now I want you to record those presentations, put them together into a movie file and sell that on your website so that. You know, you're always offering, it could be $2, it could be $1, it could be $5, it doesn't have to be expensive, but that way you have these little extra passive incomes that people can purchase, and all it is is just more information about how you can benefit their lives. Same thing goes for an ebook. If you wanted to create an ebook and sell that on your website, all of these things, as soon as you create them and put them on your website or sell them in some way, shape, or form, they're there for a lifetime. Um, So that is a very smart thing to think about is how you can start generating passive income. The other thing that I would say is start using affiliate links to your benefit. So um, Amazon has a wonderful affiliate program where if you're sharing books that you think your patient should read and they click through your link, well, then they have this cookie now on the website where if they buy anything at that time, you'll make a little bit of extra money that way. And you don't have to be sneaky about it. You can just say, you know, this is my link. This is a book that I think, go check it out. Um, so there's other smart ways of generating income while still offering patients tremendous value. And I feel we're also not tapping into that, maybe because we don't know it exists or because we're afraid to sell things online. So um, that's another big misstep that I find a lot of practitioners are failing to use. 
That's awesome, man. I could talk to you for another hour, but we're just about out of time. Andrea, how does somebody um, find out to, how to connect with you? What's a good website for that? Yep, please, please go to MaximizedBusiness.ca. You will see the Work With Andrea tab where I would love to chat with everyone for 30 minutes, strategize how their business is going, look at all those things that we talked about today. And then I also have all of the show notes with regards to my podcast, Profitable Practice Podcast. And I've had some really, really great responses so far from my colleagues on how much they're learning from that podcast. So definitely check that out too. Awesome. Andrea, thank you so much for being my guest this week. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jim. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special episode of Stick Like Glue Radio with Dr. Andrea Maxim. Remember, Stick Like Glue is the only podcast dedicated to helping you create an everlasting bond with your customers or patients so they stay longer, spend more, and refer more. I'm your host, Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. As always, I'm committed to helping you build a more profitable business faster. Watch for another great episode of Stick Like Glue Radio this time next week. Until then, keep taking action, keep moving forward, and don't ever, ever, ever give up. Hey, go out there and do something nice for somebody today. You've been listening to Stick Like Glue Radio, the only podcast dedicated to helping you create an everlasting bond with your customers so they stay longer, spend more, and refer more. Stick Like Glue Radio features Jim Palmer's unique brand of smart marketing and business building advice for action-oriented entrepreneurs. To make sure you don't miss a single profit-boosting show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and www.getjimpalmer.com. To learn more about Jim's Dream Business Coaching and Mastermind program, visit www.dreambizcoaching.com. That's www.dreambizcoaching.com. If you know other entrepreneurs looking for the fastest way to hire profits in their business, please tell them about the Stick Like Glue radio podcast. Now, go and implement what you've learned and boost your profits. See you next week for more Stick Like Glue radio.